Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle. It's John Lamoureux. All right, this week, we're t- <laughs> this one's close to my heart. This week, we are talking to one of my big childhood crushes. It's Lisa Lisa, as in Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. You guys remember them? In the early 80s, they burst on the scene with I Wonder If I Take You Home, which was a huge club staple. And uh, on the second album, Spanish Fly, their sound, they, they take over the pop chart. So this hit right here, Head to Toe, reach, no, reaches number one. Lost in Emotion is number one. Huge hits. It starts to dry up after that. You know, later on in the 80s and early 90s, they don't, there's, the hits aren't coming like they used to. But she's still putting out great music. In fact, I didn't know until I got ready to talk to her that... I wonder if I take you home. Like, she was a young teenager at that time. She wanted to make it. She became a singer. She got discovered by Full Force, the production team behind those great hits. And uh, they made it happen. And But she was a teenager. And if you watch those videos and the way she looked, man, she was amazing. And the way she danced and the way she sang and the people she hung out with. And just the whole scene, I assumed that there might be a story there, you know? Like, what's that really like? You're like 15 years old and you're with a bunch of men and you look like you do. That couldn't have been easy. But according to her, it was really not that big of a deal. It's kind of an interesting story, actually. She is so sweet. She's not the most talkative, but she is so sweet. And she's still out there now. She's still out there performing and putting on shows. I didn't realize that. So anyway, I, I've i been curious about Lisa Lisa's story for so long. Her real name is Lisa Velez, by the way. But she is a wonderful lady, so sweet. This was a huge honor, I gotta admit, to be able to talk to her. Now, she called me from her home, where else? In Hell's Kitchen, still to this day. So first and foremost, I have to know, I what are you what are you up to these days? What is a day in the life of Lisa Lisa? <laughs> I have been on tour since eighty four. Haven't stopped. Really? I've been overseas. I've been being a mama. Uh-huh. I opted to stop doing major tours, meaning I don't go for like six, seven months out of the year. I'll go, I'll do just weekends because my children need me. Sure, so sure. during the week I play mommy and then I'll leave like Thursday night into Monday and I come home and play mama. So that's what I've been doing. I've also been doing new music. I just recently, you want me to keep going? Yeah, please. <laughs> I just recently signed because, unfortunately, my manager, who had been with me for so many years after Full Force, Stephanie, she passed away. Ooh. But um, I signed. Oh, no. Yeah, no, God bless her. And she she fought the fight. She really yeah. did. That battle was strong. She died of cancer. And um, oh, no. I just recently signed with Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop's <laughs> Army. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So we're doing new music. It's his production company and film, so we're doing a wow. lot. I have a lot of, I have, I think, three so far, and I'm filming another indie films that we're going to put out soon. What, you know, I'm doing a boot line as well. I mean, I could keep going. It's, it's well, nonstop. please do. Tell <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I, I think I'm in a very good place in my career right now. I'm very happy. That is wild. I guess 
maybe because I'm a white guy from the Mountain West and I grew up in Utah and I live in Denver, I feel like I don't <laughs> see Lisa Lisa coming through town very often in uh, concert. Because if you did, I would be there. Lisa, you're like my teenage, you're my childhood crush. You know, I would have been there in a second. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh, uh, it's not stopped for me. I haven't stopped in in forever. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Okay. And is it, uh, are you typically doing like package tours with other 80s and 90s bands? How does it work? Absolutely. I'm doing my own tour. Okay. Okay. I do live shows. I've been hitting the casinos all over the place. Nice. And I'm also on the Ladies of the 80s tour, which is myself, Jody Watley, and Taylor Dane. Nice. I'm also doing with Bobby D Presents, who's also my manager because he manages Snoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing a hip hop tour nice. with all the hip hop artists, and um, I'm also doing a lot of the freestyle explosion. Okay. Tours. So it's nonstop, really. I haven't wow. stopped. Where are you at, so that I know? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I know in Denver. I'm, I'm in Denver. We did Denver last year. You did? How did I miss this? I don't know, but I did Denver. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to be extra um, on the lookout now to make sure that I see it next time because okay. I, I wouldn't have missed that. Um, you mentioned being a mom. How many kids do you have? What's your What's your have, personal life like? I have two boys. Okay. I'm a single mama. Okay. And um, my boys are in, in middle school and high school. My personal wow. life is my personal life. It's I don't personal really. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Okay. I don't, That's fine. That's there's fine. There's nothing major. To, okay. To say okay. About that, I just right now I'm married to my business. Yeah. My career. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So I remember so well seeing you on uh, Friday night videos when I was a kid. Oh, my, wow. Yeah, my my parents wouldn't let us have MTV. But they would let me watch uh, Friday night videos, which didn't make a lot of sense, but I did it anyway. And immediately was, of course, just transfixed by you and the music and everything else at that time. Something I didn't realize. (laughs) Yes. Something I didn't realize until later was that I think, I mean, you were a teenager when I Wonder If I Take You Home came out, right? Well, when it came out, I think I I was just turning 15. But when I recorded it, I was 13. What? No <laughs> yes. way. Like, yes, how old were you in that video? In that 15th. Good I was gosh. Turning, I think it was like a week before my 15th birthday. Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's indecent. I mean, not, not really, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, looking back, oh, my 
Gosh. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is fine. That means you're, I mean, you're not that much older than me. So it, it, does, it makes sense. It's okay. But I'm just imagining uh, a girl, I was going to say a woman, but a girl like you looking like that in that industry and with those people at that time i mean it must have Man, been really challenging for it you. was crazy it was nuts but you know what they really back then they didn't focus on age uh -huh. ethnicity and the fact that i was the only girl yeah. in a, a three-person group that had producers and a band that were another 60s yeah you know i was the only female on the road yeah so no one ever focused on that we were just doing music you know back then it was all about the music that's yeah. all they focused on so everything else was, you know, null and void. I remember having to go through it with my mom just to be able to wear lipstick, you know? So I, mm, we didn't focus on any of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Now, I think I heard in getting ready to talk to you that originally that song was full force, had it in mind to give it to Cheryl Pepsi Riley, and she yes, turned it absolutely. down? Yes, absolutely. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I remember that's why. What happened was is that they had me come into audition. I was in a line of females just waiting to audition. They were trying to put together a three-girl group. Mm. And, I, I mean, I got the gig, but they thought they would be able to find two other females to blend, and they didn't do that. So they gave the gig to their roadies, which were Spanador, mm -hmm. Alex Mosley, and Mike Hughes. You know, but oh, there was that one song. I remember they wanted, they wanted Cheryl to do the song, and Cheryl was like, no, it's not my cup of tea. I was like, well, it's mine, so I'll do it. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, so that's how that worked. I think I was reading that um, the dance club you guys went to a lot was called the Fun House, right? That I went to, yes. That I used okay. to sneak into, yeah. I used to sneak into that damn club. <laughs> they never flooded you back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Was it, well, and I, I, you obviously, as we've established, looked much older, so they probably just let it go. When you... Um, mm -hmm. When you were going to the fun house, was it the with the intention of maybe getting discovered or did you seek out full force? Is music what you wanted to do? I was seeking out anybody that had to do with music. So I really? heard that Madonna was in there mm. and um Jelly Bean was her boyfriend. So, you know, I yeah. would always go in there looking. Yeah. But for, fortunately one week a friend of mine that I went to school with said, I know this guy and he's a roadie for this production company and he, they're looking for female vocalists. And that's how I met Mike Hughes. He, mm -hmm. I went to the fun house that night, once again, sneaking in. He said, can you sing? I said, yeah, I can sing. And mm -hmm. he said, meet me here. That was a Thursday night. The following Tuesday, I was in that audition mm -hmm. and got it. <laughs> wow. Now when you auditioned was full force there, Yes, they were. Yes, okay. they were. And I was scared, scared out of my mind. Really? I was like, Why? oh, my God. It was already like, I remember I, I didn't go to school because uh, I wanted to get to that audition. My uh -huh. mom didn't know. Nice. And um, when I got there, I waited and waited and waited. There was a line outside the house. It was a house in, in oh, wow. Church Avenue in Brooklyn. You know, and I waited uh -huh. and waited. I, I was the last girl. Oh, really? I'm curious, like, did you wear a particular outfit? Did you do your hair a certain way? What did you do no. to prepare yourself? No, I had jeans and a T-shirt and a jacket. That's that's really? what I was about, was <laughs> jeans, T-shirt, and a, and a sweat jacket. Uh -huh. You know? No that's way. how I did it. 
Did the full force guys, were they dressed in those same outfits that they wore in the videos? Because those things were bananas. They had, yeah, I know. And they did, they had that, you know, they had um, their jeans and like the bodybuilder shirts on. Uh (laughs) Paul Anthony of full force, he had his and it was all ripped and headband. I was like, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> that guy i mean what because i mean you know this they all look like football players but then they're in these like garish you know loud soul glow outfits that uh it, they don't <laughs> seem to go together but they do it, it was yep. such a striking image yeah yeah okay. i was scared i gotta tell you that i was scared i, I, I said oh, i'm gonna die here tonight because it was already 11 15 by the time i got oh. in there at night and um when they walked in i said yeah i'm dying here tonight that's it they were huge and you're you know i was like they all body was yeah and i saw i said you know what man up lisa so i sang (laughs) and they left me they gave me a cassette they said practice this and you're going to be in the studio recording it next week i was like yeah well you got to talk to my mom first (laughs) (laughs) and they did they came in and they said we want to record your daughter and she looked at them like they were crazy Oh, she knew right. what she knew it was what I wanted to do, so she agreed yeah. to it. So on the spot, they said you're our person, or did they just? Do you think they gave everybody, or maybe the top tier people, cassettes? I don't know if they did. Oh, okay. I know they did okay. for me. Okay, okay. <laughs> when you were in line, and I'm I'm just fascinated by this. When you were in line, were you seeing? Were there women, black girls, white girls, Hispanic girls? What was the makeup of the people in the in the line? All kinds. They were all. Kinds. all times i gotta tell you okay they were all ages all color all ethnicity they were all there yeah um that is wild i i mean i have to ask if you were you know a a young teenager at the time did you even know what you were singing about you know yeah okay with that song no well you know or can you feel the beat There's, you know, they're talking about, you know, being aroused yeah, in the no. video. You're making out with the guy. And it's like, and I mean, it all made sense back then because I didn't know you were teenagers. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, when you're singing these songs, I wonder if I take you home. Can you feel the beat? All cried out. Are you even really relating with the words? Or are you still sort of an innocent young teenager? I think I was very innocent. Hmm. 
but kind of had an idea because, you know, you, you're in school and you right. watch TV and sure. you talk to your friends yeah. and things were happening. I just was so not interested in any of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to sing. That's all I wanted to do. But they said, here's the song. And everything was about a conversation when we decided to, um, you know, Mm -hmm. do songs and create an album because I remember it took us a week to do the first album we were on tour already so we had to sit down and have these conversations and do this yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I I really didn't focus on that I focused on the fact that all I ever wanted to do was sing mm -hmm. so to me it was about this is what I got to do to sing <laughs> yeah yeah that's it okay that makes sense um how did your life if change that makes sense. <laughs> yeah it does how did your life change when these songs started to take off, you know, you're not just a 13 year old kid anymore that can walk around. No, it's a, actually what happened was, is that we went into the studio and we recorded the very first, the two songs that we recorded in one night, mind you, mm. were I wonder if I take you home and can you feel the beat? We did mm. that in one night. So they said, okay, so we have, you know, paperwork to fill out and this and that. We went through all the logistics and all that. And they started to solicit and then personal records came and picked it up. They put it on a compilation album called Great Dancing, and that was released overseas. Now, it didn't come back out here to the States until like a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. You know, so that took a long time. I didn't feel anything. I was working mm -hmm. still. Oh, yeah, Benetton, as a young right? Kid. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I worked at Benetton for a long time. Let me tell you that they had to come and drag me out of there. Really? Because my manager, I remember she called my my producers and management, which were full force, uh -huh. and told them, you gotta, she gotta go. Because once it was released out here and the DJ started playing it, I remember my girlfriend called me while I was at the register. And she said, Lisa, turn the radio on. And it was me. <laughs> I freaked out. I started jumping up and down. Oh, and I think from that day on, people found out that I was there and started coming in, not to buy anything, but just to take pictures yeah. of me and my manager. She got very pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. I didn't really notice anything till later, really. It was okay. a while. And then the, once the album comes out, though, do you guys go on tour? Are you, you know, is that oh, when everything tour. begins? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember the, the very first tour. We were all over the place. We yeah. were all over the place. And it was called the Jamathron, the Jamathron, something like that. Okay. And um, we went all over the place you know, in the States. And then the one that really freaked me out was when they finally said we were going overseas. Ooh. And I had to be in Japan for like a month. No way. <laughs> that was kind of freaky, but I it was bet. worth it. It was so worth it. I learned so much. I, I did. Do you uh, now, I mean, we established that you've been all over the world multiple times. Do you have a favorite spot? Is there a part of this world? And it could be home if, if you want, but a favorite spot. It is. You like, it is. That's your favorite spot still is home. I think New York will always be, will always be the one spot that is dear to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, everybody here, forget it. This is home. And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's so true. Where in New York do you live? Hell's Kitchen, Midtown Manhattan. You're still there. It's okay. Born and raised. All right. That's, Got that's it. me. Okay. <laughs> when Spanish Fly comes out and you have these hits, you know, head to toe, Lost in emotions. Hit the beat now. Lost 
these songs as great I mean they were both back to back number ones but I noticed I feel like maybe some of the the sexuality is dialed down a little bit is that a lot, yeah. okay was that on purpose did people come to you and say I think we can get take you even further if we make it go in a more pop direction no actually we were just doing what we love to do okay. I mean I remember again once again we were we were on tour I remember getting from one city to the next and we'd be on a tour bus we'd have to sleep on the tour bus and we'd get into a city like 5 36 a.m and mm -hmm. they would throw me off the bus and get me to a radio station to promote mm -hmm. and um there were times that we didn't get to the to the hotel till maybe 7 a.m really and i'd be exhausted and they'd yeah. call me and say all right you need to hear this we would carry portable recording studios with us Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> and they would make me sing at seven o'clock in the morning because yeah. it was ideas that we came up with. But if I liked it, I was doing it. Yeah. So I really didn't mind. It was all about what we felt. Mm. The song. I mean, we came up with things on the the spur of the moment, so we didn't focus on anything else but that. Okay, so it wasn't planned out to change the image or alter the image at all. It was just a no. Work. Okay. Yeah, we just did what we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, because I remember first off it was Lisa, Lisa and Colt Jam and then it felt like it and then it seemed like it was Lisa, Lisa and Colt Jam with full force just to make sure everybody yeah. kind of gets name checked in there. Was full force ever, I don't know, were they, did they ever feel like they were taking a backseat to you guys and your imagery or is that what they wanted all along? No, it's no never it's what they okay. wanted they got their music produced yeah okay you know they they had these ideas and they wanted to put them out there and i think that was the love of it yeah you know everything else mm, it didn't bother them at all they were always on the stage with us anyway because mm -hmm. they were our band you know okay so then you know spanish fly takes off sells it's multi-platinum and number one songs again i'm just curious when you've got number one songs how does your life change I think the only thing that changed for me was that I was living my life in the public eye, you yeah, know? Yeah. I would walk the streets of Hell's Kitchen and still do, mind you. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, hey, Lisa. And I'm like, wait, do I know you? And I forget. <laughs> right. I forget. People know, <laughs> people know who I am. But right. that's about it. You know, there's no privacy. But so what? I ain't yeah. got nothing to hide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just imagining Head to Toe. I love that song. And you were. Thank you. Yes, and you were probably 20 at the time. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. I was. And I remember when I that was. I remember seeing that video and because I I felt because I liked you guys on the with the first album that I sort of you were sort of my secret my secret weapon in a way. So when you were starting to get big, I was like there's my there's my people that I've been telling everyone about. They're finally like my <laughs> friends are starting to get really popular, you know? I felt some ownership there. Aww. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you because sure. quite honestly still to this day the fans are the ones who are my family. Yeah. Still are. Yeah. My kids are my pride and joy, but you know, the fans, they're the ones who keep me out there. Yeah. I can't believe that there are still people that run to come and see us perform. That's an honor. It is. That is such an honor. That's it is. Wild. Um, okay. I want to, I'm going to, I got to ask some hard questions and I wouldn't have brought this up except I remember in watching the unsung episode with you guys. And you can ask me whatever you like. <laughs> okay. Well, you touched on this in that episode. You were saying that, you know, you were, you developed early and that a lot of people, had a hard time, you know, 
taking you seriously or maybe even just looking you in the face because you... Well, that's how I got my name, you know. Because <laughs> really? I developed very early. I remember all my womanly things uh-huh. started to happen when I was eight years old, if you know really? what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. You know, that was shocking. But when I met the guys and we would start, we started working together, it was always looking me below the chin uh-huh. and not understanding and just saying my name twice because they were. They couldn't understand it, and uh-huh. it was like, Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> other guys are always going to say, no, that's not true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, uh-huh. yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely the truth. They still do it, and it's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Now, when you go out on tour these days, is it just you or Mike and Spanador there or Full Force around? What's the makeup today? Full Force is still producing other okay. artists. They've done... A lot of the artists at 98 degrees in yeah. sync, all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I opted to start moving on my own and doing a lot of my own music, uh, which started with the LL77. That was my first solo mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. And um, Culture and, and, and Full Force and I, we still get together and do the live gigs, but everybody's doing their own thing because they're okay. all out there working with other artists. Okay. What are Mike and Spanador doing now? Who are they working Spanador with? Spanador has it, it, ooh, everybody. You name it. Jodeci. Really? Ooh. Oh, uh, wow. Mary J. Blige. They've worked with everybody, and they okay. still are. Okay. Wild. Okay. You don't hear as much from them, and I wondered what they were if they're you know happily doing their thing too. Yeah, they're it sounds still, like they they're are. still out there. Yeah, no, they're on they're on the road with uh, with other artists as musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. And Mike Hughes, he's actually. He, he's bicoastal. He lives in New York, mm. but he also lives in Brazil. He married a Brazilian woman. She's oh, wow. beautiful. I love her. Wow. And he became a Brazilian martial artist he, in, really? in their Olympics. He does. He fights capoeira. No way. And he's fantastic at it. Fantastic at it. So they're busy. Everybody's oh. pretty busy. Okay. Doing the, the love of it all. Yeah. Great. Okay, good. That's great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm curious where you came up with your style. I remember specifically your hairstyle specifically was sort of the short <laughs> on the sides. Oh my god! I, I'm staring. I'm Why looking at a, I'm looking at a picture of you right here, Lisa, and I'm I'm just bringing back all, it's bringing back so many thoughts and feelings from when I was a kid. But anyway, right. where did you? I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about that haircut, and you okay. really need to know the truth about that. Okay. I used to cut my hair by myself um, because I came from a you know, there was 10 of us and I'm the youngest in 10 and a single mom and there really was no money, Mm. you know? So we had to be very careful with what we spent on. So I used to cut my own hair. That is the product of a mistake. (laughs) I shaved one side shorter than the other and I kept trying to fix it that Uh I got a bald spot. So I let that one side grow and just keep growing you know, yes. and it cut, it started to cover my eyes, so I just kept it. Oh man, that's how that came along. <laughs> it was so hot. You nailed it. I mean, what a oh, thank you. What a wonderful mistake because it uh, it totally paid off. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> it's true. Um, it was fun. <laughs> okay, I bet. Um, okay, one last of the kind of harder questions. I were you, you know, were you harassed is probably the strong word, but I'm imagining, I think about like Annabella Lewin, who was the, who was, uh, with Bow Wow Wow in a similar situation. (laughs) She's plucked out. Yeah. Yeah. She's plucked out of nowhere at the same age as you and becomes this sort of 
you know, attractive starlet sex symbol type. And she's not really even mature enough, I don't know, to handle all of this. And are you, you're laughing First at me. of all, yeah, yeah. First okay. of all, I love Bow Wow Wow. Okay, good. Still to this day. Me so too. if you ever hear from her, tell her that I love her. I've been trying um, to get her on, I will. Oh, you do? Get an autograph from me. <laughs> I'm such a groupie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, get, I got harassed, but I really didn't notice it because mm. on the road, my mom, she would send my oldest brother yeah. as my personal bodyguard, mm-hmm. you know, caretaker. Mm-hmm. And um, he wouldn't let me do anything and full force never allowed anybody near me. Nice. They never did. So it was like from the stage to the hotel room and they would lock me in. Mm. No joke. Okay. So okay. they, didn't let anybody, <laughs> they didn't let anybody near me because I was like, uh-uh, we're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Did you did you ever have like a famous boyfriend, someone we would know? <laughs> nah. Oh, I think I think well, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to date because okay. I was only thirteen when I started with them. By the time we, you know, I mean, we immediately started touring, but I think by the time I was allowed to, I wasn't interested really. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm imagining <laughs> someone like Michael Jordan who, or some, you know, some athlete. Oh my God. I loved him. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on him. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I did. I had the biggest crush on him. Oh. And then we did full force did there at the soundtrack to Michael Jordan's playhouse that mm. made for VHS uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> movie that he did about basketball. No way. And um, we were on that. We were on that. I did the music with them as well. And we also did parts. Like we were in the school. I played one of the girls oh, in the wow. school. But we did a video to one of the songs. In the Yeah, so I, get to, I got to hang out with him. And it was kind of weird. I bet. See, I'm just imagining <laughs> every successful single guy, whether they be a rock star or an actor or an athlete, calling their, seeing you on Friday night videos and calling their manager and saying, get me a date with Lisa Lisa. I'm just no, imagining every true. single one that of them doing happened. this. Really? <laughs> no, nobody called me. Okay, okay. All right. That's how I imagine it going, but I guess maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So now the follow-up, Straight to the Sky, it uh, it's not as successful, you know? not as many hits off that are you aware of this as it's happening when you know you've just come off this huge album are you thinking what happened we were so successful a minute ago well yeah 
I was aware of it simply because the record label kept pushing and pushing. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got caught up with the stuff with uh, the record label, you know, when they start to move in and, and, and collaborate with other record labels. And we got caught up in that, mm -hmm. you know, and they were just giving us beef about, oh, well, we can't put you up. They shelved us, mm -hmm. okay. you know, but I didn't care because I was still, you know, out, out on the road and had ideas about what songs I wanted to, you know, we were really? putting together material, okay. you know, for another album. So it didn't bother me and it still to this day doesn't bother me. Listen, everything we've ever done is simply because we wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, to me, it was just all about the music that we love to do and put out. Okay. So if they didn't like it. I didn't care. Yeah. I was doing. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm wondering, mm -hmm. I'm always curious about this, these kinds of transitions in people's career where they go from the top of the top and it starts to decline and it, uh, and how they're feeling while it's happening. Are they even aware? It sounds like you were just like, Hey, I'm still singing. I'm still putting on yep. shows. We're still putting out albums. I'm not really paying attention to whether something is as big as it was before. Yeah, no, we just wanted to put music out. And then I think it was, um, I decided to ask for force if it was okay for us to bring other producers in mm. and they agreed to it which was great. So Full Force did half of the album and yeah. the Music Factory came in and did it. Did the other half and that's when Straight Outta Hell's Kitchen came along. I like that album a lot. I feel like it. Thank you. Yes, and I feel like it kind of gets unfairly ignored, and I don't know why. Because between what C and C is doing on the first side and what Full Force is doing on the second side, it sounds exactly like what was hot at that moment. You know. Well, I'll tell you why, and this is as clear as day. Okay. When that album was released, Mariah Carey was coming into uh, the label, hmm. and again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got shelled because of her. Mm. Not that I'm taking away from her because I, I love her dearly. Yeah. And she's a talent, a hell of a talent. Yeah. You know, but that's what the label did. And that's what they do. You know, these record labels, that's why today I try to tell these young kids that, you know, get in this business that it's really, really hard and you got to make sure that you have people that are there to guide you in the right direction because everybody's just out there for the money. Mm -hmm. yeah. There ain't any money in the music industry unless you're putting out music. Yeah yourself yeah. or performing. Yeah. So you got to be very careful what you sign. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what happened. That's true. <laughs> no big deal. 
that's all right. I'm still alive and I'm still singing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm a lot, and I just—I mean, there's elements. C and C were so hot with everybody dance now and all that stuff happening right then. You would think that yeah. maybe get the labels or whoever would get more excited about pushing what they're doing and you and the product, but it just—it seems like maybe they weren't. I don't know. No, I mean, I think what it was is that once the record label has their claws in something that they really, really want, that's where they go. And yeah. if you're not where they want or who you want at that moment, they shelve you. Okay. And that's that's the way of this business, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, let me ask you about the LL77. That, uh, uh, that album is... That album is love. Do you really? I love it. That's okay, tell that me why. Was my, I love it because it was my very first solo project. 90% uh -huh. of it is all me. Really? Every producer that I worked with, it was all about a conversation, and that's how we put the music out. And to me, it was some of my, my best work. Wow. And I don't, it didn't, it didn't, it got critically acclaimed by Billboard. Yeah, okay. You know, I got my Billboard Award for that. Nice. <laughs> Nice. So I mean I don't it to me that it didn't do anything it's okay, but musically, I got all the acclaim I needed from yeah. from Bill, and that was important. Nice. Skin Magazine did a huge thing on it as well. Really? So. Okay. Yeah, the sound going from Full Force, who have this very right. bright, you know, bouncy production production style, to LL seventy seven, which feels kind of dark and more street and harder. And I just thought, right. what a huge left turn for Lisa, but you love mm -hmm. this, huh? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Um, when you, but then it—that's it for a while, anyway. Is that when you sort of down, downshift into more like, you know, performing, and or are you still out there kind of looking for a deal? Where do you stand these those days? I got the deal on my own, and I writ, I wrote it down on yellow notebook paper, and got that deal on my own. So <laughs> it, there was no stopping me. Okay. Trust and believe that there was no stopping. Okay, but when the album, um, you know, after '94, that album comes out in '94, then then what happens after that? Continued to do work and started doing a lot of acting. Okay. 
still and all. I was overseas for a very long time, but then I got the the deal with Nickelodeon and I started mm-hmm. doing the TV show for Nickelodeon, Tiny, and I played the mom on that show. Yeah. So that's what I was focusing on. On the weekends, I was touring still, doing concerts. Wow. And during the week, I was filming. That's wild. <laughs> so that's what I did for a couple of years. I did that for about three and a half years. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? Sounds like that's still then, your schedule, touring on the weekends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I do. <laughs> nice. Um, now, there, I was looking at your, I think it's your IMDb page, and there's a movie on mm-hmm. there called The Five, the Fifth Borough that's, yeah. you, uh, that you're in. And it's funny. There's a, so many people whose names I know and people I recognize, but maybe I haven't seen them for a while, and they're in this movie. What's the story of this movie? Mm-hmm. Has it come out yet? has not come out yet. I'm not allowed to say anything about oh, it okay. under contract. I'm so sorry, but... Okay. A lot of that movie was given to me. A friend of mine, Steve Stanulis, hmm. producer, he called me and he says, Come on, I got this part for you. And I said, Oh, yeah, let's go hang out and have fun. Uh-huh. To me, it was all about the fun of it because yeah. I love to perform. Yeah. Huh. Are you, um, when speaking of performing, while, you know, when your music career was in full force, especially full force, I didn't mean to do that, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Full force. When your career yeah. was in full force in the 80s, were you, <laughs> did you ever feel like you had a say in, you know, the artistic direction? Did you co-write songs? Did you, what was your... I did, did actually. Okay, you did. What are some of the ones you're proud of? Someone to Love Me For Me. Yeah, okay. Very proud of, very proud of that. I think my most favorite things that I put out to this day, besides all the stuff that I did with Full Force, because they were quite enjoyed. Uh-huh. But um, I did the Life and Love album, uh-huh. and that's also produced and uh, written partially by myself and my manager who passed away, Stephanie Sorocco. Oh. So, I, I mean, I have stuff out, and okay. it's okay. It's yeah. all right. Listen, I'm, again... I may not be uh, Michael Michael Jackson or whomever <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> up there with them, but I do what I do because I love it. Okay. Everything else to me is just that. Yeah. That album. <laughs> um, on the Life and Love album, I really like the song Rock Into Your Soul. <laughs> Somebody else is hanging on 
Thank you so much. Yeah. Me and Steph have fun doing that one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. One more of one more question, kind of a, a you know, a girl question. When you back in the day, even maybe even today, I mean, you still look fantastic. Were there ever? Oh, thank you. <laughs> sure. Were you ever? Was there ever pressure for you to even be sexier? I mean, did Hugh Hefner come calling, or were there? You know, the teen magazines and pic- want pictures of you in a bikini or was there was there ever pressure like that or were you always sort of doing your own thing? There was somewhat pressure, but okay. I, again, I didn't care, uh-huh. you know, so I was going to be me in the beginning again because I'm I was such a kid. It took a lot for me to get my mom to agree to it because she never even let me wear, you know, lipstick, Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, so. They started to put that, you know, the hair, the makeup, the outfits. I fought with them because I didn't want to wear that outfit for the video tour. I wonder if I take him home. Mm. I was like, I don't want to wear this. Can I please have some jeans and sneakers? <laughs> and my mother says, you be quiet and you wear that. <laughs> and you're going to do this video. Uh-huh. Other than that, no, there really wasn't any pressure. Everything we did was because I didn't mind. I didn't okay. care. Yeah. I was going to go up there and just have fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that you and the, your outfit in that video is pretty iconic. I mean, that hot pink. I I remember that seeing was that. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What? That's what I say on that. Well, what it the made hell? an impression. Okay, I want to know if you. What were some when you look back on this career? What are some of your favorite memories? When I I imagine you you mentioned Madonna earlier. Did you eventually meet her? Did you? open for people that were your heroes? Did you, what, you know, what kind of interactions did you have? I met so many people that it was nuts. I bet. Again, I'm a groupie. Yeah. And when I see somebody that I think is wonderful and that I love, I'm the kind of person that asks you, can I please have your autograph? <laughs> Never a photo because I think sometimes people get upset at photos. Uh-huh. So I always ask, can you just sign this for me, please? Yeah. And they look at me like I'm nuts. Really? <laughs> Can I have a photo with you? And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never get it, but I yes, I was able to meet Madonna. Yes, we hung out. Mm-hmm. I met so many people. My idol, rest her soul, her birthday was a couple of days ago, actually. Whew, Tina Marie, I was able to meet oh. with her. And um, I was on a stage with her a week prior to her passing. That was crazy. No way. That was nuts. Oh, my God. My heart broke. I met her and I met her daughter and her daughter's such a talent as well, but wow. rest her soul. Iconic, that woman. Oof. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like I said, you, you know, teenagers, twenties, you're in the eighties. The music business is going nuts in the eighties. You're probably out there. I mean, you're performing in on 
television shows and award ceremonies and you're probably surrounded by, you know, your <laughs> heroes and people and seeing. The, I did. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And I was one of the kids that had, remember, remember those portable cameras mm -hmm. that you used to, you know, like the waterproof ones that you yeah. would take the pictures and then you would have to go get developed. Uh -huh. I always hit those. I always hit them in my bag. <laughs> so I was taking pictures, you know. Uh -huh. I didn't want to ask them, but I hit it. That's wild. Yeah. Are you, exactly. you must get stopped all the time now for selfies and stuff like that, right? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I do. Okay. Well, when you look back over your career, what, uh, I don't know, do you have any regrets? None. None. Okay. None whatsoever. Okay. And then, uh, no. Just like, what's your favorite memory? What is the thing that you my just favorite memory was a time when I remember I was young. My mo my mother used to always say, "I see you, your name, you're gonna have your name up in life. and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever." Uh -huh. I didn't believe her. And then one day, we were on tour, and I did Radio City. Oh. I remember I had the bus driver pull in in front of Radio City. I think it was like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We pulled into the city, and I jumped off, and I saw my name in lights. That freaked wow. me out. I bet. Wow. You know? Wow. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Speaking of which, you, um, I think it was news to you when the song came out, and you were called Lisa Lisa, right? What do you mean? <laughs> well, weren't you, I mean, you didn't, you were, you didn't know that you were, a member of a band called Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam, or did you? I always thought it was just you were Lisa Velez and you sang this song and they sort of oh, no, created we knew. this. Oh, I knew. Okay. I knew. Full force that they were going to do that. So. Okay. I said, okay, no big deal. <laughs> okay. okay. I thought I read otherwise. Anyway. Oh, no. Okay. Well, look, Lisa, if you can't tell, I mean, I've had a fascination with you from the time I was a little kid. And uh, I've always wondered what your story is. So I'm really glad that you're still out there doing stuff and getting the credit you deserve because you're fantastic. Thank you for talking with uh, me. Thank you so much. All right, there you have it, Lisa Lisa. She's a really super sweet lady, isn't she? I'm so glad I got to talk to her. And I got to give a thanks to uh, Steve Cooper from the Cooper Talk podcast for helping me track her down. Thank you, Steve. You're always great at helping me out with stuff like that. I want to close it out with a song. This is back off their first album. It's called Private Property. And the reason I'm picking this one is because I think it is an incredible example of how on fire the Full Force production team could be. Th this song is just a masterpiece of production and it's all due to them. So great vocals from her, obviously, but Full Force are really the star of this song, if you ask me. Now. Next week, I already sort of let this slip on Twitter. Well, he let it slip, so it's already out there. Next week's guest is Rolling Stone writer, Grammy writer, general storyteller and raconteur. You probably know him from his multiple appearances on other podcasts like Rock Solid. It's David Wilde, and David's coming on to spend, to tell some stories. I've been wanting to have him, him on for a long time, and we made it happen. So I hope you guys will come back next week and just bask in the storytelling of David Wilde. He's the best at that. Huge thanks, as always, to Yan the Man Makevich. Thanks, buddy, for everything that you do, for putting all these fantastic episodes together. 
Uh, you guys know how to find us by now. You can like our page. You can send us a message on there. You can send us an email at thehustlepod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at thehustlepod. We will be back next Tuesday with another episode. I don't think I'm going to give... Uh, well, I already gave you the teaser about David Wilde. I think in general, I might lay off the teasers. Because I've got a lot in the can. And who knows what's going to pop up and be the most timely. But I will tell you, we still have... I think there might be a deep dive coming later. We've got a lot of stuff. (laughs) We should be putting out two episodes a week, if not more, with as much stuff as we have in the can. So I hope you guys sit back and enjoy that. Thanks, everybody. We love you. I'm yours.